Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast. This one is going to be one of those rare ones. At least I'm going to try to keep it into a rare occurrence um, as we've brought it back um, after a long hiatus again. Um, looking to make it to where this is coming out on Saturdays. Obviously, today's isn't Saturday. Uh, it's not recorded on one, nor is it coming out on one. It's actually going to come out on the same day it's recorded, which is a, a Sunday, actually. Um, so I'm just going to say this. When we get into the standings overviews, because we're going to do those um, on the pod, second half of, well, basically the bottom half of the, the show, that's what we'll do. Um, I will say what time and what day I'm getting these uh these stats so there's no confusion along with the fact that I want to make sure it's put across that I'm going to try my best to get the stats but when there's no games and everything's been played and so on and so forth so without further ado diving in um basically we have three things we're going to go over we're going to have we have two suspensions and then we have standings overview so with that um first one being uh, Vander Kane. Uh, I already put out a video about it uh, of its own, basically going down the whole fact that he's being suspended 21 games on the season uh, for basically forging a COVID-19 vaccination card, um, which is, it, and as I went a little bit more into detail on that video, uh, although this is the podcast, we can go a little bit more in depth. Uh, the algorithms aren't going to really care, uh, especially when it comes to the podcasting audio version. It kind of likes long-term view, uh, long-term content, but that's besides the point. The point is, Evander Kane, uh, being a dumbass and trying to forge a, uh, a legally binding thing. It's, you know, uh, basically forging medical papers. You know, it's basically what you're doing, um, and I know it's a hot button topic. I understand. Freaking, I want to say even Duncan Keith has came out and be like, "Yeah, I'm not getting the vaccine," especially since he plays for a team that's in Canada, and kind of an issue, um, to say the least. Um, but, but yeah, he won't be eligible to play until at least November 30th, uh, which is when the uh, San Jose Sharks will be at the New Jersey Devils. Um, so along with that, uh, he is all his forfeited pay in those twenty-one uh, for those twenty-one regular season games are going to go to the players' emergency assistance fund, like most, if not all, uh, of the suspension uh, forfeitures of funds go to. Um, yeah, and they also mentioned the whole allegations from his uh his estranged wife about domestic abuse and so on and so forth they had and they basically yeah we have no comment on that we're just coming out and saying hey we're suspending him this many days uh these many games because of the whole covid card thing uh and not about his gambling or his domestic abuse issues uh that he seems to have um and also in that video i did also mention that you know may may maybe there's something like, I know that there's stupid people out there, and you probably know that there's stupid people out there, but I'm just saying that for this to kind of, I mean, I, and I, and 
obviously, I don't know Evander Kane. I don't know what he's done, uh, especially when he was in the Atlanta Thrashers, uh, the Atlanta Thrashers organization slash Winnipeg Jets, or when he went to Buffalo, and then now he's with San Jose. I mean, I don't know if he's had this kind of behavior um, at any of those teams, uh, but it seems to be apparent that he's having an issue here with the Sharks. Um, and if it's something like, if it's something that like injured, like a, maybe like, a, I don't know, CTE or something that makes him go all wacky and whatever, if he needs help, get help, man. They've got the freaking player assistance program. Like use it if you, if it's that you need help. Um, but if not, and you're just being a dumbass, well, I mean, what can we say? Um, yeah, I'll leave, I'll leave that on that. Um, and also Pavel Buznevich, uh, Blues forward, uh, recently acquired this past off season, uh, did well in that first game uh, as a Blue uh, with the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, no, it was not his first game with the Blues, but it was his first game that he got a goal in. Um, so he scored a goal in that game. Great. But then shortly thereafter, a little bit of a scuffle at one of the face-off dots. Lawson Kraus is cross-checking him. And then Buznevich decides, you know what? I'm just going to just headbutt the dude right in the damn teeth. Um, not the best option, to say the least. You could probably, I don't know, cross-checked him back. You could have tripped him. You could have done legitimately anything else. But, I mean, but hey. You know, it's over with. Hopefully he never does it again. Thankfully, Kraus didn't get injured. Uh, he stayed in the game. And he even uh, got, I think, a goal or two in that game as well. Um, so, didn't stop him any. And, uh, yeah, he got suspended for two games. He just wrapped up serving that uh, yesterday. Uh, as the Blues played the LA Kings yesterday. And they will be playing the... Kings again at home uh, tomorrow, and he will be in the lineup, as I would imagine, making his home debut as a Blue, so that's good, Um, but yeah, what can we say, don't headbutt people, guys, it's bad, Uh, but lastly, standings overview, now this is going to be the bulkhead, obviously, uh, of the show here, um, and these standings and records are just FYI. Um, there's definitely been a lot of changes in that one day, um, I'd imagine. But um, just for some consistency, for consistency's sake, we're going to be just taking the stats on Saturday morning uh, before any games are played. Uh, so. Retroactive at 5.30 a.m. Central Time on yesterday, on the 23rd of October. These are your standings. Um, and we will be going every week. We'll basically be like, oh yeah, so this team went up this many spots. This team went down this many spots and so on and so forth. Um, that's how we'll do it. Uh, kind of Kind of like how I did it with the, if you're familiar with the the channel, if you're listening on the audio version, if you're familiar with the video channel on YouTube, um, I've done breakdowns for just each division. I give its own video. I'm not doing that anymore. And I'm not going to be 
Yeah, I'm not going to be doing that. We're, we're just going to make that a podcast exclusive thing. Um, but without further ado, Atlantic Division. So we'll go from bottom to top when we do these. So um, first off, <laughs> Atlantic Division on paper. Now we'll say this. A lot of the standings, it's going to look kind of interesting on paper where these teams are. Exhibit A. Montreal, they're 0-5-0 uh, from Saturday morning. Uh, 0-5-0, eighth place. Um, and I want to say to this day, they still haven't won a game. Uh, Tampa Bay, number seven. Number seven in the Atlantic. 2-2-0. Uh, and 0. So, a 500 uh, record there. Now, I mean, also, you got to keep in mind, this is the first week of the season. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of parity on the sense of these records. There's not a lot of, like, top heaviness when it comes to the standings uh, so far. I think, actually, just to give you, like, a quick thing, um, especially in the East, it's very fairly even, evenly spread out. Now, the, the Western divisions, there's some top heaviness, but we'll get into that here in a second. Uh, number six, uh, the Ottawa Senators, 2-2-0. Uh, number five, the Boston Bruins, two one and zero. Uh, number four, the Toronto Maple Leafs, two two and one. Um, and I want to say that the game that occurred on that weekend, uh, one of the fans, because uh, they want to say that they versed San Jose and they lost five three, if I recall correctly. And then uh, one like the closing moments of the uh, the broadcast shows a, uh, even though it's the early in the season. And even though um, at that point Toronto's only played five games, right? Uh, although this past game yesterday, when they got skunked, uh, well, basically skunked seven to one against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins team that doesn't have Evgeny Malkin or Sidney Crosby on it, um, I could see why a little bit. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, maybe not be so dramatic about throwing your jersey on the ice but uh i mean you're you're entitled to do with whatever you want to do with your money i mean if you want to throw a really expensive jersey on the on the ice i mean whatever but i'm saying just hope it's a chinese knockoff if you're throwing it on the ice i'm just saying uh but yeah two two and one is the record number three uh detroit red wings two one one getting a good start all right number two buffalo a lot of people being like, oh, I'm surprised. I honestly can tell you with stone cold face, I am not at all surprised that the Buffalo Sabres are quote unquote being great right now because they do this shit all the time. They do it all the time. You can look back at the record books. They do this shit all the time. They start the, the season hot. And when it comes to when it's more important, you know, detailing the season, they're going to be shit. And they're going to be basement dwellers again. And they're going to be hoping to win the uh, win in the uh, draft lottery. And hopefully they can uh, get a great player as well as um, get a great player. But also hope that they get off of uh, Jack Eichel since they won't let him get his... Uh, they won't let him get his surgery that he desperately needs in... Uh, all that, uh, which I would hope 
that they get that all ironed out sooner rather than later because, um, yeah, I mean, you're going to want to, you want to offload off, you know, offload him if you can, because $10 million, regardless if it's on LTIR or not, you know, make that money work for you. That's all I'm saying. But, uh, but in all honesty, though, I, I do hope that Jack Eichel does get uh, moved so he can be better off. And so both teams can move on from each other. But, um, but yeah. Uh, and number one, the Florida Panthers, 4-0-0. And I want to say to this day, they're still undefeated. So um, there you go. Your Atlantic Division. Uh, Metropolitan Division comes and one, once again. It's going to be one of those things where on paper a lot of teams shouldn't be really where they are. Um, Exhibit A. Uh, number eight, uh, the New York Islanders, one, two, and one, uh, bottom of the division. Uh, number seven, New Jersey Devils, two, one, and zero. Oh. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers, number six, two, zero, oh, and one. Uh, number five, the Columbus Blue Jackets, with that second wild card spot, three, one, and zero. Oh. Uh, number four, the Pittsburgh Penguins, two, zero, oh, and two, with the second, oh, with the first wild card spot for the East. Uh, number three, the Carolina Hurricanes, 3-0-0. Oh, oh. Number two, the New York Rangers, 3-1-1. One, and, one. and number one, the Washington Capitals, 3-0-1. Oh, and, and as I mentioned, um, well, I think Islanders' reason why they're down is because uh, I want to say that they're still missing uh, Semyon Varlamov uh, with injury. So hopefully he can come back and um, make things good for them. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets... Uh, coming out with a good start. Hopefully, they can maintain some uh, of that mojo and uh, do it in the memory of it, of their uh, goaltender that they uh, lost, uh, who lost his life this past uh, this past summer. Uh, along with the Pittsburgh Penguins, they uh, looking pretty decent, even though uh, they're high up in the standings because they have overtime losses. Uh, but the fact that they're doing the doing this without Malkin or Sidney Crosby uh, goes to show that even though they've uh, squat, they've uh, dealt a lot of their higher worth uh, draft picks uh, for players, uh, it still seems to be all right. You know that their depth and their system is decent enough to get them to win games. Um, but at the same time, you got to ask yourself in those situations, is it necessarily that the team is good, that good or maybe that the opposition is that bad? You know, it's the glass, the glass half full or is the glass full or half empty thing? Um, it's for you to decide. But yeah, as you can as you can tell. Uh, with those Eastern divisions, it's a pretty even spread, not not too uh Top heavy uh, when it comes to the records. Now, <laughs> and when we get into this, the uh, the the Western conferences here, first off, number eight for the Central Division, the Chicago Blackhawks, o four and one. And you know who their goaltender is? For those that are watching on the video version, 
This old bad boy right here, Mark Andre Fleury. This poor boy. This poor boy. This poor three-time Stanley Cup champion boy. Just suffering on that team. I, I, I honestly do feel really sorry for him. He could be doing so much better. You know, to be quite honest. He could be doing so much better. But, uh, I mean, who knows? I do have I do have uh, Chicago making the playoffs, I think, in the second wild card because I have the Central taking uh, both wild card spots uh, for the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, it's still, once again, it's still early. They've got some kinks to, uh, to work out. Got a lot of young guns, you know, got to get the system rolling. So, uh, we'll see how that shakes out for them. Uh, to no surprise to me, uh, Arizona Coyotes 0-3-1, 7th place. I have them, I want to say, last place uh, in the division. Uh, simply because, you know, a lot of uh, core guys like OEL, um, Connor Garland, to, just to name top two off the top of my head. Uh, oh, yeah, Darcy Kemper as well. Uh, they dealing all them guys, uh, offloading a lot of money, which is what they needed to do. Uh, as well as uh, procure some draft picks so then they can restock the cabinet, as they say. Um, which, I mean, they're going to have a promising feature with Bill Armstrong at the helm, so I wouldn't be worried, uh, Arizona Coyotes fans, in the sense of your team, uh, quote-unquote, sucking. Uh, I would be more or less worried about trying to uh, secure a home since you guys will be out of Glendale after this season. Uh, whether or not you get Tempe, whether or not you get relocated, like a Winnipeg Jets type deal where it's like an overnight thing where uh, the deal's real fast and you either get moved to Houston, even though I don't know why the NHL would squander all of that potential expansion money on um, Houston when they could put them in a market that probably isn't going to have an owner that's going to want to splurge on an expansion fee of like $800, $900 million. And you know, like a market like Kansas City, for example, um, keeping it to where the divisions are even, you know, uh, and I've, I've gone a little bit more in depth with that in the uh, relocation, uh, multiple relocation videos for the Arizona Coyotes. So, I mean, I, I mean, I could I could go on and on, but uh, I'll hold up the, vi uh, the pod if I uh, keep doing this without further ado. Number six, Colorado Avalanche, 1-3-0, and along with number five. The Nashville Predators won 3-0. Um, also noting that Colorado Avalanche was also missing Nathan McKinnon because of... Uh, they were missing Nathan McKinnon because of COVID protocols. And then they were also missing... Uh, they are also missing Gabriel Landeskog because he uh, boarded Kirby Doc uh, in their matchup. Their first matchup of the year. Um, absolutely bodying him. Uh, so... Missed out on that. Uh, also got some fresh pieces that they need to uh, also kind of work out as well. Uh, number two, Winnipeg Jets only ahead because they have a they have an overtime loss, a record of one two and one. Uh, number three, Dallas Stars three two and zero, oh, looking pretty solid. Uh, hopefully they can keep some momentum because they kind of shit the bed last year um, after going to the Stanley Cup final the previous year. Um, looking for a rebound for them, uh, although notably they uh, didn't have Sagan or uh, I want to say they didn't have Sagan or ba or Ben or uh, 
uh, Radulov either last year uh, for that around that uh, end time. So that also could, uh, you know, contribute to that uh, failure. Uh, number two, the Minnesota Wild, 3-0-0. Looking pretty solid to start off the season. And number one, uh, the St. Louis Blues, 3-0-0. Um, and update on them, they're actually 5-0-0. So uh, there you go. Um, actually, no, 4-0-0. My bad, 4-0-0. Getting ahead of myself. Uh, but yeah, as you can see, a little bit top-heavy, to say the least. But not nearly as top-heavy as the Pacific. Uh, the Pacific, number eight, just to come out of the bat, number eight is kind of a surprise to me. Uh, well, actually, no. I can't really say it's a surprise to me. The Vegas Golden Knights, 1-3-0 was their record. Um, and it all comes down to the fact that they have a, a problem with neutral zone turnovers along with the fact that they're just not defending well at all. I mean, also they have patches gone. They have uh, Mark Stone out as well. Um, regardless, they have scoring guys there. And they also are missing out on Alec Martinez as well. Um, they, uh, they've got some things to work out, to say the least. Um, now, I'm just saying, would, if Gerard Gallant never left, would we be in this situation? I don't know. But this is also why you don't have such a... Like, so they're kind of like in a cap hell right now. And when we have these injuries, right, you have these injuries and you don't really have the horses in the barn, the backup horses in the barn to really make things work because you want these high profile players. I understand you want to freaking have the best of the best on the ice and you want to have the best chance on making the playoffs and you want to have the best chance of winning the Stanley Cup and within that six year window because guess what I want to say next year is that is that deadline they have to win it this year or next year to meet uh, Bill Foley's um, goal of winning the Stanley Cup in the first six years of existence so I'm just putting that out there that you know they might want to get their shit together um, and maybe have a an, I don't know, uh, figure out what they need to do, uh, with these turnovers defense and just being defensively sound and not making these mistakes. Um, what can I say? Uh, number seven, the Seattle Kraken won three and one, uh, as a team that didn't go the Vegas route and actually took it a little bit more of a, a conservative approach to say the least. They, uh, made sure that they had cap space for one. That's great. Um, got some draft picks. That's great. Um, I mean, they still have a pretty solid team. Don't get me wrong. And they've got some pieces that just, they just need to, you know, find their way and meshing together. It's, it's fine. Um, they did end up losing, uh, yesterday in their home opener four to two and, uh, against the Vancouver Canucks. Um, which also, um, that's another thing I meant to do at the beginning of the video, uh, the episode was mentioned that they, so a team that just started in the league, right? Is started in the league. And we talk and we get and we talk shit about how the Nashville Predators freaking basically put a banner up for basically anything. It's a meme at this point, right? But would the Nashville Predators, if they came into the league right now, with all their meme with all their meme prowess, right? If they could redo it again, 
would they, if they were the 32nd team in the league, would they retire a number just because that was the number team that they were? And what I'm getting at is before the game, their home game, first home game in Kraken history, they retired the number 32 because they're the 32nd team in the league. And also, the 32, I guess because of the fact that they're the 32nd team in the league and in honor of the 32,000 uh, people that put deposits for uh, season tickets, obviously, they don't have 32,000 seats in the stands. They've got 17,000, but regardless, um, I just kind of find that kind of interesting, but also kind of weird and also kind of stupid honestly uh to be quite frank with you but um yeah um seattle going seattle i guess um but yeah la kings one two and one what can i say not much uh calgary flames the second wild card spot with a record of one one and one uh the anaheim ducks two three and oh with the second wild card spot just goes to show how Freaking top-heavy Central Division is. Otherwise, there'd be some wild-card spots taken in the Central. Uh, third in the Pacific, the Vancouver Canucks, 2-2-1. Two, two uh, so kind of surprising to me, uh, the San Jose Sharks, 4-0-0, uh, second place. And another surprise to me is the Edmonton Oilers, 5-0-0, first in the Pacific. As of 5-30 of... As of 5.30 on um, Saturday, yesterday. But before I go, I'll give you the update of what they are now. I'm not going to, you know, divulge and like, oh, they went up this money, this many. Well, that's what the end episodes are. So your current standings are from top to bottom. Uh, the Metropolitan Division has the Rangers, the Carolina Hurricanes, Pittsburgh Penguins in third place, and then they have the Washington Capitals and New Jersey Devils taking the first two wildcard spots. Uh, the Atlantic Division has Florida, Buffalo, and Detroit still. Uh, so that was the only division that didn't change. Um, for the East, at least. Um, and the West the top three spots didn't change at all. The Blues still sit number one. The Minnesota Wilds still sit number two. And the Dallas Stars still sit number three. The Pacific Division still has the Edmonton Oilers as number one. Vancouver, uh, Vancouver's number three. San Jose, number two. Uh, the only thing that changed was that the wild card positions changed. Uh, where Calgary now holds the number one wild card instead of number two. And the Winnipeg Jets grabs that number two. Wild card from uh, oh, grabs a wild card from Anaheim, uh, and makes the number two spot. Um, so yeah, um, there you go. When it comes to at least a wild card and the top three of each division, um, what the current standings are. Um, but yeah, every every Saturday, um, or at least I'll get the info on Saturday. I'll try to get this out at least the audio version out on that saturday um that's a much easier thing to upload uh whether it's 
whether it's at home on Wi-Fi or away on my mobile network, it's it's much easier uh, to get that out first. So the audio version will always be out first. And if the video, you know, if it ain't out in the same day, it'll it will be out the following day. So um, if you're worried about that, I wouldn't worry about that. Um, but yeah, that's been this episode. Uh, not really a lot to talk about. Hopefully, as the season goes on, there'll be more to talk about. Um, but there you go. Uh, without further ado, I'll let you go, and I'll catch you on the next one. Thank you very much.